Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton and Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, guys, this is the recruiting breakdown. Each and every week, uh, the three of us get together, and I get to ask you guys, the ones that are, are the feet on the street, what's going on in Texas football recruiting. Uh, right now, uh, it is setting up for one of the big recruiting weekends for the year. Uh, Texas bringing in uh, upwards of 15 players uh, this weekend. A couple of those guys have uh, have uh, got their commitments set in the next uh, week or two or three weeks. Uh, I want to talk about those today, uh, but let's get straight to the latest news uh, as we have it and talk about uh, the guys that are coming in this weekend. Uh, let's start, uh, and we're going to go position by position. Christian Clark, the running back out of uh, the Phoenix area. Jerry, this is one of your guys that you've been uh, bird dogging from the start. Tell us a little bit about where Christian Clark is in his recruitment. Yeah, he's been a Texas lean for a while. Um, Justin Wells and I have both said that multiple times. Uh, and I think we both talked to people somewhat close to Oregon. Uh, and coming out of that visit this weekend was Texas still leads. Um, you know, and, and it'll be interesting. He visited USC in May. I think USC took their swing early to see if they had a shot to, to, to uh, maybe upset Texas there. Uh, then he went to Florida State the first weekend in June. Then he was at Oregon last weekend, which I perceived the biggest threat to Texas. Um, but Oregon's also now, they're really uh, focusing in on Nate Frazier, the running back out of Santa Ana, which also tells you kind of what they feel about Christian Clark. Now, Christian Clark's still scheduled to visit Georgia after Texas this weekend. But, uh, you know, I, we've been mentioned on this on these videos and on Inside Texas that Georgia's top back on the board was Chauncey Bowens, and they flipped him from Florida last weekend. So, I mean, Georgia got the guy they've coveted the whole time uh, last weekend on a flip from Florida, which was a big flip for them, by the way, because uh, Eric Kresher, the former Florida coach, is the kid's head coach down at Benjamin School. Jeez. Oh, All right, I want to go to Justin real quick. Justin, the, the wide receivers coming in, I'm going to try to get through this list entirely so that everybody gets a taste of everybody. Ryan Wingo. Um, Aaron Hampton, Freddie DeBose, JoJo Stone. Wingo and Stone are from Missouri and Georgia, respectively. Hampton from East Texas, DeBose from the uh, San Antonio area. Uh, of that group, uh, Hampton expected to make a decision by July 4th. Texas really in it with Ryan Wingo. Uh, what, what is your thoughts on that group of receivers? Obviously, they have more receivers coming, including Micah Hudson the following weekend. Yeah, th these the, these are like two categories. <laughs> you've got you got major major priority guys like a Ryan Wingo and a JoJo Stone. Texas Chris Jackson and those guys have been on JoJo since he took the job. Uh, early LSU guy, um, and then I think Debose and Hampton are, are in a separate category. With with Ham with Debose, I think it was one of those waiting at, waiting out the injury, kind of see what he would look like. Obviously, did tremendous in the track. A track and field this year and so he that kid looks like he's 100 percent. and i know that uh that they've been monitoring that i believe he just went on a utsa official visit as well and then with hampton he just left his alabama trip last weekend uh the dangerfield native is going to be headed to austin um texas likes him at receiver they're gonna they're gonna give him a shot kind of looking at him on offense and he's a kid that can play a lot of different things he's one that you know if you get him in the fold he may be a receiver. He may be a DB. He may be a you know a safety or a corner, something of that sort. He's a, just a really good athlete. You want to get on campus. He's but he's not a pure receiver like these other guys that you mentioned. And so I think this is a good setting the floor 
because you, like you said, you got Micah Hudson coming in next weekend. So with this weekend, see where you're at with the big guys, with Ryan Wingo, with with the JoJo Stone. See kind of see where your footing is with those two. I know you feel like you're in a good spot with the Bows. I know they feel like they're in a good spot with Hampton. Gaining ground on these five stars to me would be is the biggest thing about the receiver group this weekend. I'm going to say this, uh, and talking to some folks on my own own accord, Ryan Wingo uh, is a major priority for the yeah. Longhorns, uh, if possible. You know, that's the question because he's he's got uh, a laundry list of, of teams uh, in on him, but big receiver, uh, big uh, with great speed. Um, if you're looking for an Isaiah Nayor slash A.D. Mitchell type in this class for Texas, that may be that category, whereas – a Michael Hudson, Aaron Hampton aren't quite those kind of guys. They're a little bit different size-wise. And, and, and let's say on Wingo, let's mention he's been on campus before. Him and his dad were on campus last year in June when Arch Manning and all those guys were on their official visit. Uh, I, I talked to Wingo a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what was interesting to me is he was talking about, you know, with Texas, um, you know, he's he, he realizes Austin is a big enough city where he can get away from football. Um, and he can have an existence away from football. I mean, that sounded so familiar to Arch Manning last year. <laughs> it, it was it that's kind of struck me when he made that comment. And the other thing for the people that maybe haven't listened to us talk about Wingo is Steve Sarkeesian was recruiting this guy through his wide receiver coaching change. That to me tells you how much he's coveted by the head coach at Texas. All right, I want to go next. Uh, by the way, I misspoke a little bit. I said fifteen or f- more than fifteen. Twenty twenty three, probably going to be twenty two. Yeah, 22, 23 guys are coming in this week. Ten of them are, are on offense. We've already talked about five of them, the running back and the the, the wide receivers. Next, let's go to tight ends. Uh, Justin, uh, Elijah Lofton out of uh, Las Vegas is kind of more of an H-back, right? And yeah. then Jordan Washington out of the Cy Fair School District uh, is a uh, big target that Texas has made a priority from an in-state perspective while they also recruit Reiner Swanson. Uh, the young man out of Laguna Beach, out of state. Give us the two your thoughts on Lofton, who we haven't talked about much, and Jordan Washington. Lofton is is a kid from Bishop Gorman. Uh, Texas offered him a while back. I, I can't remember exactly when. It was a while though, and it was one of those where they had offered him, and then you didn't hear much about it. You didn't hear much from him. Um, he went ahead and set that official. He's six two two twenty. He, he he doesn't look like the prototypical tight end that Jeff Banks brings in. It's interesting that you mentioned H back, um, but I think he's athletic enough that 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 he he definitely has Texas attention. But then you have Jordan Washington, who just came off. Jerry's seen this kid a dozen times. It feels like he just came off his Texas A and M official. I felt like going into this summer. Texas had really set the foundation for Jordan Washington. They they came in with an offer. They, they started building that. I believe he's already been on campus once. Uh, it, Jerry reported that. And now he's coming back. And to me, that's huge because I think Banks and the staff think they found somebody in the Langham Creek kid. Uh, his basketball exploits, anytime a tight end has basketball highlights, that's a win. And, and so Lofton's one that we're a little more unfamiliar with, but I think he's more of a – uh, an out-of-state national kid, whereas Washington is a kid that, that Banks and those guys have been following for a while, and they really like his trend line. And, I, you know, Texas looks like they've solidified themselves as, as the pace car there. Time to take a moment to uh, talk about our newest sponsor, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. 
There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. Big thank you to Chase Yar Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance for being uh, the newest sponsor uh, on, on Texas football. Uh, that's uh, great. And, and I'll add in there on Lofton, he was at Miami on an official last weekend. He has Washington after Texas. So Miami would take his commitment from what I was told. So that tells you his talent level. Um, and then on Reiner Swanson, I, we want to mention him. He's he's going on the famous family vacation to Europe for two weeks. Uh, he's leaving the BYU visit today. He, he told me over the weekend he's going to think about it for a couple of weeks and likely decide that first week in July, maybe July 1st. I want to go I, over Oregon felt, Oregon felt pretty good about it coming out of the visit, but the whole deal with Oregon and Texas is I think both of them think the mom prefers BYU. So they don't know how it's going to end. Yeah. All right. I, I, I want to go over all those dates because there's about five or six guys that have got commitment dates over. Yeah. I want to complete that in this, uh, this uh, recruiting breakdown today, but I want to go next to the offensive line. This is not the big offensive line recruiting weekend. Texas is only bringing in three offensive linemen. Uh, but they are bringing in maybe the highest rated offensive lineman on the board in Brandon Baker, highest offensive lineman on anybody's board uh, out of uh, California, Blake Ivy down at Clear Springs, and then Eugene Brooks, uh, who is uh, Baker's high school teammate, I believe. Uh, the no. interior, yeah. he's not. No. Okay, I'm sorry. That's DeAndre um, Carter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, DeAndre Carter. Okay. My point being that Brooks and, Car uh, Brooks and Baker, both from out of state, Brooks is an interior offensive lineman that Texas has kind of identified early as a guy they want to go after who isn't necessarily as highly recruited as a guy like Brandon Baker, right, where everybody in the world's after him. Jerry, you take these three offensive linemen yeah. and preview a little bit what's coming in the following weekend because I think the following weekend's important at that position as well. Yeah, so Texas has seven or eight offensive linemen coming in the next two weekends. Um, and this weekend, Brandon Baker, number one offensive tackle in the on-three industry ranking. So that means your composite, your industry ranking, whatever. He's the number one tackle. Um, he was at Ohio State last week, and he's got Texas this weekend. Then he goes to Georgia. Um, many people in our industry think Oregon's the favorite over Ohio State and Texas headed into this visit. Uh, curious he hasn't set that Oregon visit. He the reason he's visiting Texas now, he was originally scheduled to come in September 30th for the Kansas game with DeAndre Carter, his teammate uh, down at, at Modern Day, who is coming in the 30th. Um, we broke that news last week at Inside Texas, but uh, Baker sped up his timeline. He's going to decide before the start of his senior season. So Texas uh, got that. It's interesting that Texas got that 16th through 18th visit locked in. He was at the spring game with his family. They had a great time. Uh, Jake Longy, uh, 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 who works with us at Inside Texas, um, said that he's related uh, uh, to uh, to Celia Kana, I believe, um, and, the, and the family's kind of found that out. I think maybe Texas knew that ahead of time, but the family's kind of found that out on the uh, on the spring game visit. Uh, so he'll be back with his family this weekend. I'm talking about Brandon Baker. Then Eugene Brooks. I talked to Eugene last night. He was at Oklahoma last weekend. He's got Texas this weekend. Now he's got Georgia the 23rd through 25th. And Oregon and USC are pushing for visits. So he's a, he may be a three-star ranking. 
He ain't in the three-star recruitment. He's now a mid-four-star recruitment. Bill Biedenball, Kyle Flood, Stacey Searles, those guys have recruited hundreds of linemen and a lot of pros. Uh, so that tells you about Eugene Brooks. Everybody's recruiting him as a guard. I think he's Texas's to lose headed into this weekend. I think he wants to leave California. Does that mean I don't think USC can come back on the end and get him? I'm not saying that. But I think he likes the idea of getting out of California for college. Uh, so we'll see. But Kyle Flood was by there in May. Loved the kid. They started pushing for him, and they were the first official visit the kid set up. Uh, so I think Texas in a pretty good spot. He was at Oklahoma last weekend. Um, and he knows, you know, he's been in contact with, you know, he stays in contact with Peyton Kirkland, who's interestingly become one of the top recruiters for Texas uh, since he enrolled in January. Peyton Kirkland will be uh, uh, hosting DeAndre Robinson this weekend, which, which we'll get to. And then Blake Ivey's an interesting one out of Clear Springs. He's he's kind of a guard center type. I think LSU's the favorite where he visits next weekend. He's coming off of the A&M visit. Now he's got Texas this weekend. I think that could come down. The Texas can really only push for him or Brooks because Daniel Cruz is the top center. They feel good about Makai Sina. Well, I'm talking about the guys coming in the 23rd now, Daniel Cruz and, and uh, sorry, Sana, Makai Sina. Um, and so they feel good about two interior guys. They would only t probably take one more. So it's probably Brooks or Ivy. I, I think it's going to be Brooks if he wants in. Uh, but Ivy's an interesting prospect because you could see him play center or guard. So he has a little more versatility. That's interesting to me because I always thought, Jerry, that he was more pegged towards going towards uh, Texas A&M. I thought they were the favorite, but you're saying LSU for uh, Blake Ivey. That's 10, that's 10 offensive players, guys. Yep. Let's get to the defensive guys. Let's start at edge. So the two, two guys coming in are Danny Okoye and Deshaun Warner. Okoye out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Warner out of, uh, out of uh, Arizona. Justin, you're going up to see Okoye, I think, today or tomorrow up in Tulsa, driving up there. Uh, what is the latest on that young man? Yes, uh, talk about Okoye. To me, he might be one of the most underrated uh, prospects in our cycle. I think he is I think he is definitely a guy that, I mean, look at his size. I mean, the kid it looks fantastic out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's a, he's a homeschool kid. I'm actually going to watch him play seven-on-seven seven tonight. Uh, he's a wide receiver in seven on seven. So I cannot wait to see what that looks like. Um, <laughs> is that a homeschool not... team, Justin? Is that like a homeschool seven on seven team? Or yeah, kind of. It's it's different. It's different. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. It's going to be a good story at InsideTexas.com. Um, but yeah, it's it's in Claremont, Claremore, Oklahoma. So we'll, uh, it's a little bit past Tulsa. Okoye is a secret, guys, that people need to know about. You know, he reminds me a lot of the Joseph John Ajanye kid out of Conroe Oak Ridge. I think there's a little bit of that to him where he's a lot better than people realize at this moment. And there's some upside. And so when we're talking about edge, he is definitely a kid you have to know about. And then there's Deshaun Warner, who Texas has been in the mix for a while with this kid. We, we posted something on him a couple of weeks ago. Um, he's a kid that, you know, if you look at his top list, it's Washington, Kansas, Arizona State, and Texas. The Warrens look just fine. I think this is going to be a trip to decide if they want to push for a commitment or not. I think they're going to decide if they want to make him a priority or not. But I know Okoye is on that list because that's a kid that they've been watching for a while. Uh, like you said before, Jordan Ross is going to be, wind up probably not making that trip. But they, they, they put a lot of lures out. And, and I think it's a good weekend to start when you've got a kid like Okoye and a Warner who, who really is really good on bending the edge. He, he's an outside linebacker type guy that that really gets – he's quick and he's athletic. 
So he's one kind of like a Noah Carter from from Centennial that they're very similar builds uh, from, from the edge position. I'm interested just on for Justin's report, Bobby and 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 Justin is, you know, Okoye is a homeschooled kid. So how important is that academic piece with him? It seems like it's going to be extremely important. You just don't leave public school and be a homeschooled kid that's a talented athlete. There's a reason for that. And I'm and that's I bet the academic piece is going to be a big sell for Texas. I'm interested to see what he tells Justin uh, today. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yep, I tell you what, six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds uh, at wide receiver is a little much for me. I'm, I'm back over here going, fantastic. I don't want to guard him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a no thank you to me. Hey Jerry, uh, going to you on the linebacker, uh, or excuse me, on the defensive line. DeAndre Robinson, teammate, uh, former teammate of uh, Peyton Kirkland at Orlando Jones coming in. Malik Blockton out of Alabama. Melvin Hills out of Lafayette, yep. Louisiana. Isaiah Faga. Those uh, four defensive guys on the front. Now, yep. not the edge, but the front are coming in. What is the latest on those all out-of-state guys yeah. coming yeah. in? Hey, look, this is getting into the real battles here, right? I mean, you're talking Melvin Hills, Louisiana. Uh, Faga is out of Phoenix City, Alabama. Um, you know, DeAndre Robbins is Orlando Jones, right? I mean, so you just start looking down that list of guys and Blockton is Pike Road, Alabama, which you can, you know, you can almost hit Auburn with a stone, right? I mean, you know, so that is real SEC recruiting. Um, I think DeAndre Robinson is interesting. You know, I went through Jones uh, in May with Keith Niebuhr, a co-worker, and we both walked away with the same impression, Texas or Florida for him, Florida or Texas, depending on when you talk to him. Um, but to Shard Choice and Bo Davis, that's a pretty good tag team of a recruitment right there. Um, they were by the school in mid-May. Uh, DeAndre was at the January 21st uh, junior day, but this will be the first time he's brought his mom on the official visit. Now, the one thing we kind of broke on inside Texas after I got back from Jones was that his sister lives in Arlington. So there is a family member in Texas. She should be coming down for that visit as well. He grew up a big Florida Gators fan, but I just don't think these kids are feeling the in-state schools as much there right now. That's just having lived there. Uh, for six and a half years, then covering a lot of kids in that state. I just don't get the feeling now. That doesn't mean DeAndre won't end up at Florida, but these kids are far from locks. And he has Peyton Kirkland and Cedric Baxter telling him great things about their time at Texas so far. And that both those guys will be hosting him this weekend, obviously. Um, you know, Funga is interesting because he's committed to Utah. Uh, Solomon Lewis's uncle is the D-line coach, but he went to Bama last weekend. So, again, a three-star ranked kid 
whose recruitment isn't necessarily three star with Nick Saban and Bo Davis recruiting him, right? And Freddie Roach. I mean, uh, and and Utah fighting to hold on to him, and Auburn offered him. Um, so he's coming in this weekend. The the big question around his commitment is or his his recruitment is will he decommit from Utah? Until he does, I, I mean, I think Bam and Texas are just kind of hanging out, right? If he does, uh, I think Texas has a great uh, relationship with him. His father, who's in the military, is going to make the visit this weekend, which I think is big for Texas. Um, and then you look at Melvin Hills. Look, I think Melvin Hills is Texas is to lose. You know, it, it will be interesting. You can't push for all four of these guys. You have Jaden Jackson, Dominic McKinley, Alex January at Texas Lean coming in next weekend, right? So you can't push for all these guys. Uh, numbers do become a factor, but Melvin Hills was at Ole Miss last weekend. Randall Joyner and Pete Golden gave him the hard sell. Uh, Bo Davis has the best relationship with him. I think for the academic and football piece will push Texas over the top with Melvin Hills if, if they want to get that done. He's going to commit July 15th. He's also going to visit Oklahoma State next weekend. He's out of Lafayette, Louisiana, by the way. Yeah. Lafayette um, Christian the, Academy. The, I, I want to mention this, too, while I've got you. You broke this news, Jerry. He's announcing July 15th. Yeah, correct. July 15th. So out of all those guys that we know of, he's announcing the earliest of that yeah. group. So there's there's a give and take there, too, because you don't want to um, – for some of these guys, you want to make sure you're, you're timing it right, right? Because you don't want to wait and then get uh, caught holding, holting nothing, you know? That's right. Um, hey, Justin, uh, I want to stay with Jerry here real quick on linebacker. I'm going to get to you on the secondary. Um, Jerry, uh, yesterday uh, we found out that Monte Whedon unlikely to visit this coming weekend. Uh, Texas no longer recruiting him at this point. So mark out that guy from uh, D.C. as the uh, as a linebacker prospect for the Horns. Uh, Kamori House, though, uh, is coming in uh, as of right now. What do you know about the, the young man from California? Yeah, you know, another SoCal guy that, uh, you know, Steve Sarkeesian wants to have a strong footprint in SoCal. It's almost SoCal weekend with Baker, Dion, uh, Eugene Brooks, and, and Kamori House coming in. Um, look, he's a guy who was Texas, Washington, or, or pretty much the two for him, not not discounting the other West Coast teams, right? But uh, I, I, think tech, I think Texas can win this recruitment if they make the push. The question is, with Ty Anthony Smith and – uh, uh Mathudi coming in the 20th through 22nd how hard are they going to push this weekend I, I i think that's going to be like you said bobby it's all it's kind of playing this recruiting game right and making these pieces fit when house has washington next weekend yep and we've talked about this before jerry uh on this recruiting breakdown when we went over this a couple weeks ago we said one linebacker for sure two max yeah and so it's a numbers thing uh, right now, and you can see by the lack, I mean, letting Monte Whedon go, that, that shows they're narrowing or winnowing their choices already uh, yeah. based on who they need to get and how many scholarships they have available. One final thank you to Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance, one of our new sponsors uh, uh, on Texas football. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team always have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, and umbrella policies. With rates continuing on the rise across the state of Texas, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas, bar none. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call at 325-261-7127. All right, Justin, the secondary. Three guys coming in as of right now. Miles Davis, 
uh, out of, uh, or excuse me, four. Miles Davis, safety, out of uh, the San Antonio area. Josh Lair, who is a big hitter out of uh, Ben Marshall. Uh, then then we have some interest, uh, two interesting guys. Santana Wilson, the son of former uh, Arizona Cardinal defensive back, Adrian Wilson, pro bowler uh, at corner. And Eli Bowen, the brother of Peyton Bowen, who's a freshman at Oklahoma. Justin, give us the four, those four guys and where Texas stands with those guys at this point. Yeah, we'll start with Eli Bowen, um, the Denton Geyer product. He's a kid that I think people were a little surprised with an offer there because uh, Eli is not doesn't have the ideal size. But, man, he plays big. He plays huge. Uh, he makes plays. He has incredible feet, really, really good feet. It'll be interesting to see how that recruitment goes, how this official visit, how much they push, how much they really – are, are prioritizing Bowen with Santana Wilson. It's kind of similar because they, this, they got in later in this recruitment, but my goodness, watch his tape, Bobby put on it. He is fast. This kid can run. He tracks, he smacks. This is a guy that I think Texas wants to see up close and personal. I think they want to see in front, you know, kind of get the pass to see if he passes the eye test. Santana has been leaning Arizona state for the longest but if there's one team that can come into to Arizona and pull him out, it, it, it could be Texas. He talked up Texas big when we talked to him uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then you have the in-state guys, Miles Davis and, and Joshua Lair. Where they are on Texas pecking order remains to be seen. I know that they're they're, they're fond of both of them. Um, Davis, I, I met him at the state uh, the Texas Relays, and, and he's an athletic kid. That's one that I think Texas A&M has put themselves in a good spot early but he's still relatively open. And then with Lair, if you turn on his tape, he's a headhunter. That Fort Ben Marshall kid, he just hits. That, that's I, a, I, Justin, the first two plays of his highlight video, I mean, I, I thought he sent the first guy to the hospital. I mean, I, I, I texted you guys and I was yeah. like, this dude may have just sent this guy to the hospital. I mean, you when you said he tracks and smacks or whatever, or you talk, talk that language, there is no question Josh Lair does that. Yeah, well, Lair, Lair plays with an edge, and that's what you want at the safety position. And he's athletic, too. Um, I'm a big fan of that kid. I think this is going to – this weekend, like you said, it's it's a timing mechanism. This weekend and next weekend, we'll figure out exactly who the priorities are at safety, who they push for for a commitment in late June, early July, once July starts to come through. Um I'm a big fan of Santana Wilson. I think he's a, a corner take all the way. Eli Bowen is another one I'm a fan of. And, and, and it, it remains to be seen kind of where they are. I can tell you he's probably not going to Oklahoma. Um, I, I don't think that they're big fans of that that place right now. And so Eli's recruitment is still kind of open-ended. But at the end of the day, I think it's Texas basically figuring out who they want to push for and who they don't. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Derek LeBlanc hit the portal last night from OU. He was supposed to add fifty pounds. He for to play that defense. He was supposed to be two ninety. He showed up at like two forty five. He was like Chris Ross, yeah. and so he wasn't going to be a fit. Yeah, yeah. Hey. he that's an early portal hit for him. And by, by yeah. the way, Eli Bowen was Eli Bowen was at OU last weekend for his official visit. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, I have a question for you though, Justin. A question. You mentioned Santana Wilson and wanting to see him in person. Um, for, for folks out there that aren't like super recruiting fans or really into recruiting and, and understanding it, um, 
what what are they looking for? Are they looking for long arms to see how long how what his wingspan is, how what his body type is, <laughs> that kind of thing. Is that basically what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean they're they looking at hand size, they're looking at their feet, they're looking at their ankles, they're looking at their their their, their legs, they're looking at their their wrists, they're looking at how you look at each other, the eye contact. At you know, some kids are listed at six two. Is he really six two? You know, some kids are listed at 180. Is he really 180? Like it's it. There's a lot that goes into it, and I'm sure Jerry has a little bit more because he's Mr. Wingspan at Inside Texas. But they look for everything: feet size, hand size. Um, Nick Saban, I was told, whenever he comes up to you and gives you that handshake and puts his arm beside you, he's filling you up. He's trying to fill out. He's trying to figure out. All right, is this a frame that I could add some meat to? They they, they can contribute down the line. And so that's basically what the eye test is. It, it's a lot of what, what the kid looks like, obviously, physically, but there's also an, uh, uh, an emotional, mental level. How much yeah. eye contact? Is he interested? And, you know, where's his focus? That makes total sense to me because, I, you know, when you're trying to hire somebody, you want to size them up a little bit, right? Um, but at, at this point, Texas uh, bringing in 22, 23 guys. Michael Kern, uh, the punter from uh, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, down in Fort Lauderdale, who is already committed to Texas, also making his official visit to the Longhorns today. All right, we're going to close with this, guys. All right, five um, guys that I count are making decisions and have kind of firm dates right now, okay? So this is uh, separate from the guys coming in this weekend. The guys that have firm dates at this point, Alex January says early early July. That's the defensive tackle out of uh, Duncanville. Reiner Swanson, Jerry, you had July 1 to July 2. Uh, Justin, I know you reported Parker Livingstone uh, July 1st, I believe. That's the wide receiver out of Lovejoy. Texas involved there. Melvin Hills, July 15th. That's the defensive lineman we just talked about. And then Aaron Hampton, July 4. Guys, y'all, whoever wants to take it, take it. Where does Texas sit for any and all of those five guys at this point? Whoever wants to go first, uh, Jerry, you take three of them. I'll take two of them. Yeah, well, um, I think uh, I think Texas, I'll take Parker and Hampton. I think Texas leads for uh, Melvin Hills. Um, I, you know, I think that's their recruitment to win. Yeah. Um, I think Reiner Swanson. He's a tough call, man, because I, you know, he likes Texas and he likes Oregon. I'm not sure he doesn't like the idea of playing at those places more than BYU. But uh, with the mom preferring BYU, that, that apparently. Uh, that that puts an interesting twist on that recruitment, and he's going to take uh, the mission after one year, and that's not that's different than other guys Texas has recruited uh, it, 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 that in that regard. Um, so that'll be interesting. I wanted to add real quick, Eugene Brooks, midterm graduate, he's going to decide. I think pretty quick after these June visits. I think that'll be a July one. Uh, Jordan Washington. His birthday is in August. I'm interesting to wait to see if he waits until announce until his birthday. Uh, we'll find out. I, I I don't know. He's supposed to visit Alabama after Texas. Um, so Parker Parker's a guy that Texas is in a great spot. They I feel like they've 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 done a really good job with him and his family. Uh, he just went and saw South Carolina recently. Uh, LSU, I believe, is his next official visit, and then it's going to be Texas at the end. And then he'll have his decision. I love where the horns sit. And then Aaron Hampton is set to go July 4th. Anybody that has followed the Aaron Hampton recruitment from, from the beginning to today will probably tell you, is he really committing on July 4th? 
Is that really going to happen? I, that's what he tells me. Now he'll take his official and, and, and he'll hit Austin. It's going to be interesting to see if he sticks with that timeline because I'm interested to see where Texas feels with that timeline. I think those two have to be on the same page or it could be uh, pushed back a little bit more. And so Texas is at a great spot with Hampton. It's just going to come down to how much they push. All right, and Alex, we didn't mention Alex January. Texas lean over LSU where he was at last week, and now he's right. going to take his Sunshine State visit uh, before he uh, goes to Texas. He kind of slipped into Texas Tech there under the radar a little bit and made an official at first weekend in June, but I think Texas leads LSU. Got it. Hey, Jerry, I'm going to keep it on you real quick uh, because uh, you uh, are reporting that Hunter Modden, uh, one of the players that is committed to Texas, has still yet to – get a official visit to the Longhorns in the month of June. What is the latest on the Hunter Modden situation? Doesn't look like there's going to be a June official visit. And I just don't see this recruitment moving forward uh, with Texas. I don't know when that actually happens, but um, look, if he was a priority for Texas, he'd be coming in the 23rd through 25th with Trey yep. Owens and the rest of those guys. I mean, and they have 10 other defensive backs coming in for visits, nine, 10 other guys coming in for official visits. So I think the writing is pretty much on the wall there. You're the first one to call that, by the way. You you mentioned this almost a month, month and a half ago uh, about uh, that possibly occurring, and you were way ahead of the curve. All right, guys, uh, big weekend for the Longhorns this weekend. Thank you all so much for joining us. I want to say one thing real quick. As of late tonight, we have our very last uh, um, promotion going on on Inside Texas. Uh, so right now you can get three months for just $1.00 or all year for $49.99. Uh, this is a special one-time only type deal. You have to be a new subscriber, never have subscribed before. So please give us a shout. InsideTexas.com is where you'll get the very latest updates uh, this coming weekend on all the recruiting news and information. All right, for Justin Wells and Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's On Texas Football Recruiting Breakdown.